Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today we have an incredible guest. This guy is an author. He is a speaker, a business owner. He is a customer experience expert. He's the author of a book called Attract and Keep Customers for Life. And he's done over $10 million in revenue in his, in his career with a profit margin of over 40%. So let's welcome Terry Bake. How are you doing today, Terry? Oh, I'm doing great, Victor. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And, and I look forward to sharing. Well, thanks for being on today, Terry. So I'd like to get started by asking you uh, to please share your story. How did you get started in becoming an entrepreneur? Please share your journey with us. It's funny. When I was going through school, I'd always planned to go to college. And uh, when I graduated, during, in the summers, I painted with my brother. And so I had a little bit of an understanding of painting. I own a painting business. But uh, what I wanted to say was I planned on go to college. And I went to college, but it was the worst four weeks of my life. <laughs> I realized I wasn't college material and had a couple jobs and I never got fired. I just didn't stick around very long. They were good jobs, some of them too. But what I finally figured out at a very young age is that I, I had that entrepreneurial spirit and I, I couldn't work for somebody. I just, I, I wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't nasty with them or anything. I just didn't want somebody to tell me I wanted to be in control of my life, I guess the way to put it. So I started very young, 18 years old. I didn't have any, any money, any connections, and really not even a whole lot of painting skills or, or in zero business skills. And, but I was determined to figure it out on my own. Um, married my wife at a very young age is just uh, 21 and she was 19 and I made her a lot of promises. you know, I'm going to be a business, I'm a business owner. We're going to make great money. And I'll tell you, I was a train wreck for the first seven or eight years and everything turned around for me. Once, when she said three little words to me one day, uh, when I came home from work and they weren't, I love you. They were Terry, I'm pregnant. And, and what happened, it was like a switch had, it flipped in my brain. All of a sudden this crappy lifestyle that I had been living in and providing her with was no longer going to cut it once we had a child. And in the course of just eight months, by the time that our child was born, I had double my income. We, we went from a one bedroom apartment to a three bedroom, brand new home we moved into. And it was all because of, I, I took my business seriously. I, I started taking action and did a lot of things that were scary and risky, but I was desperate and I had to make it work. And uh, I turned it around real fast. Wow, that's a, that's a great story. Um, basically, you didn't like college. You didn't really like work. You, you tried a couple of jobs and you realized you couldn't work with someone. You, you had the entrepreneurial bug and you wanted to start off as a painter. And um, yep. you, you met your wife. You guys got married young. You were 21. She was 19. And you struggled for seven to eight years. And uh, it wasn't going anywhere. Then one day your life oh. changed with those three little words from your wife, Terry, <laughs> I'm pregnant. And that kind of work can definitely affect many men. So it definitely affected yeah. you. And you came to realization was, man, I really need to take this seriously. I have a kid on the way. My wife's pregnant. I need to support my family. And sure enough, uh, by the time your baby was born, you doubled your income. Uh, you went you yeah. from one bedroom to three bedrooms. So, yeah, I mean, you took it seriously. You started taking risks, which apparently you didn't take as many risks before. And and we can get into that in a little bit because a lot of people are very risk averse. They're, they have this fear of uh, 
failure and they're not willing to take chance but now you 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 had no choice because you needed to do something to help support your family, give them a better life because you had a baby on the way. So, Absolutely. so your why changed. You said, man, I have this baby coming. I need to do this for my family. I need to do this seriously. And then everything changed. So I, I would you say, let, I want to ask you a question because I know this is an issue with mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs. Some of them, they don't always take their business as seriously for some of them it could be a little bit of it's more like a hobby than a business and maybe because they're their own boss and have anyone telling them what to do and maybe because they, they treat it as a hobby they get more of a hobby paycheck instead of a business paycheck was that part of the issue with you or was this something deeper it, it that was a little bit of it i think the biggest problem for me when i was younger i just couldn't see past saturday night you know i was mm-hmm. you know go out and we just wanted to have fun and when i got married my wife and i we had a lot of good times and and um i had nobody really pushing me we were but what was sad about it is there was a lot of times in those first eight years where i was just one lost job from going bankrupt i mean i hated it and and taking that risk wasn't probably as scary for me as it would be for some people because I was already at the bottom. So the way I looked at it, I didn't have far to fall. And uh, I chose painting because it was inexpensive to get in, probably the cheapest business you could get into. And, um, but I, I started taking a few chances and, and they really paid off for me. But the point I like to make is I didn't really learn anything new about my, about business per se. I mean, nothing really big that I didn't know before, but the point is I knew these things and nothing changed. But once I had that motivation, everything changed. And it was only be- wasn't because I learned new things. It was mostly because I just decided I needed to take action. I took some chances and made some choices and, and just went for it. So I don't know if that, I know that's probably still a little bit of a gray area for you. Hopefully that helps a little. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is I was, it wasn't that risky to me to take some risk, although the money I was spending to do the few things I had, it probably would have cleaned us out and we never would have got out of that trap, I guess, if if we hadn't taken those chances and risked spending that money. And well, you have to take those risks to get that life to do something different. If you, The thing is, you got to do something different, be something different if you want something different. You can't keep doing this. What do they say? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. You had to try something new. And that's what happened. And your motivation changed. And I believe your motivation has to come from the inside. And I think you agree. Yes. Your motivation changed from the inside because of what you saw happen with your life, with a, with a baby uh, 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 coming, you know, coming. And... You took action. That's the other thing. Successful people take action. A lot of people do not take the action. A lot of people, I think, are in love with the idea of being successful, but a lot of them don't want to make the commitment to do the things that are necessary to be successful. A lot of times there's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of work. And I'm sure you mm-hmm. that year, which your business changed, you probably had to make a lot of sacrifice. You had to do certain things you had not done the previous seven or eight years. You had to do some yeah. things differently and you had to make certain sacrifices because it was where you had a big why for you, your wife, and your baby that was coming. And, and you had to do those things that most people are not willing to do. And because of that, you started getting the life that most people only dream of having. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. You're so your point on Victor, that is exactly what you said is exactly right. You, you, you know, expecting the same, you know, expecting something different, but not taking any risk. I know, I know it is scary, but you, you know, you can research stuff. I'm not saying jump into something 
crazy, even though it was a big risk for me. I'd still, I'd been in the business for a while and in a service industry, you're not really trying to waiting for somebody to come in your store and buy a product off you. So you have the ability to go out and make it happen. And that's what I liked about having a service industry business, because um, you're not sitting there waiting for somebody to, to say, yes, you could go out and find business. And, um, and boy, did I ever, and what a difference it's made. And, and, um, um, it's funny what you said there in my book, I have a lot of quotes in it. And one thing I say is success. What it all boils down to is one simple thing. Successful people do the things that unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. And just what you said, and it's so point on. Yeah, it's so true. They will do the things that the unsuccessful will not do. And, and, and they, they, they're willing to get out of their comfort zone. Most people are not, mm-hmm. they want to stay in their comfort zone, do the things that they know to do that they're comfortable with. And, and, and you realize you had to do the things that were uncomfortable to have a life down the road, which became very comfortable for you. Whereas those who want to stay in the comfort zone, do the things that they're comfortable with, they wind up having a life later on that is not that comfortable, that they're always complaining about their life. You don't complain about your life anymore. I'm sure you and your wife, you guys are very happy with the life you have because you were willing to do those things that most of you were not willing to do. And you were being proactive versus react too many like you said yes. before you were waiting for potential clients potential cousins to come to you to come to your store mm-hmm. now you started looking for them and because a lot of people it's they're not going to pop out of nowhere you have to go find them so you went started looking mm-hmm. for them and that's i think one of the main reasons why your business increased because you started looking for them and they popped up if, if you know if you're looking for opportunities you have to have that your mindset shift saying there are opportunities I got to look for them. You can't expect everything to come there. You can't expect Mr. Mr. to call you on the phone and wait for this. Sometimes you need to go out, meet people, mm-hmm. meet, you know, meet someone, or at least go online, you know, go online, match.com or eHarmony and try to talk to people. You know, if you want to date somebody, you got to right. do something. And a lot of people exactly. just expect something to magically to, you know, pop out of the sky, but you have to take action. So I think that's something very important that you did. And, you know, you, you mentioned your book. So you might tell people a little bit about, about your book and, you know, w- you know, how it can help change their business. You know, it says how to attract and keep customers for life. Because here's the thing. Um, it's good to get a customer, but it's easy to lose them if you don't take care of them, if you, if you don't, you know, mm-hmm. make them feel valuable and important. So you want to talk a little yep. bit about your book and the importance of keeping and retaining your customers? Sure. And and that's what my book's all about is um, how you treat your customers because they really are the pathway to your success. When I, when I started those first years, when I was clueless and first eight years, I looked at the cut, my customers as almost like an adversary. Well, and it was crazy. It was flawed thinking. I thought either they hire me and I win or they don't hire me and they win. And I didn't realize it's win-win is what it's got to be. But it wasn't until I realized that they're the very pathway to my success that I start to change the way I treated them. And what I mean is, I stopped thinking of them as a paycheck and I started treating them like my friends and caring about them. And there are little things you could do. And that's what my book's full of is showing how to show your customer that you're there for them. It's a customer centric world that we're in now. I mean, uh, putting up bad reviews is so easy now with, with social media and, um, and there is, is a way to control that just by how you treat your customers, even the ones that just don't work out and I don't get along with, they don't, they don't give me a bad review or anything. They either, or they probably just don't do anything, but they don't, you know, I, I'm nice to them, even when things go wrong. And, and, and it seems like such a tiny little thing And my book is full of just tiny little things, but when you put them all together, they're very, very powerful. Um, one thing that when you mentioned earlier, I just wanted to comment on real quick, Victor is, is you said doing those things that make you uncomfortable and, uh, 
and, and the perfect example of that, they don't have to be huge things. But in my life, when I came home from work at the end of the day, when I did have work, you know, I wanted to get out of my work clothes, get in front of the TV, you know, eat a sandwich or whatever, and just, just kick back and relax, maybe take a nap on the couch. But the one, the big change I had to start making, and I did it immediately is I checked my answering machine and I returned every phone call right then at that time. If I didn't get them, I said, this is when I'll be here and, or I'll call you back. And I started doing that. And I see that people don't do that now because it, it seems like there's hardly a day that goes by that I don't call a customer back and they say, you don't believe how many painters I've called and you're the first one to return my call. And I'm thinking, that's crazy. I mean, people pay for marketing, but then don't return the calls until they need the work. And that, again, now that's flawed thinking, I think. So just wanted to share that. No, absolutely. And, and you, you bring an important point. Um, you, you can keep a customer for life if you take care of them, showing that they matter and they're important to you and you focus on their needs and desires. You basically fall in love with their needs and desires and showing that they matter to you. I, I think any entrepreneur, regardless of what field of entrepreneurship they're doing, should read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, yeah. because it tells mm -hmm. you to focus on the other person. And when you're focused solely on the customer, they you know, there's, you know, there's a saying, nobody cares about how much you know until they know how much you care. If you focus mm -hmm. on them and they sense that, they're, they're going to love you forever. They're never going to leave you. And not only that, word of mouth, they're going to tell other people about you. And, and conversely, as you mentioned before, if they don't like you, if you know, <laughs> they're going to tell everybody about why they shouldn't go to you. They'll leave those terrible reviews on you. Because here's the thing. Angry people are much more likely to go on social media complaining about you than satisfied customers. So that's why you got to keep out, or at least like make them not hate you. So people don't realize the importance of keeping your customers happy. And also, uh, it's much easier to retain a customer than it is to get a new one. As you know, it's hard getting a new customer. But if you keep them happy, they'll stay there. They'll stay there. It's a lot less work, and they'll get you a business from their friends as well. So those are the, like you say, doing those little things pays huge dividends in the long run. I think not enough entrepreneurs have a long-term view of everything. They don't see the importance of planting seeds because uh, I guess we live in this um society where everything we want everything to happen yesterday whereas that great things take time to happen and i think that's something you learn while working your business right yes absolutely and um, um it, it does take time but i'll tell you once you start excuse me doing the right things it it, it accelerates pretty fast because like i said i was we were in a one-bedroom apartment i was barely paying my bills and eight months later we were in the, we were getting ready to move into a three-bedroom house so it, it can be done fairly quickly i mean there's no overnight successes uh what is it um oh i forget who said that most overnight successes took years and years to get to where they were uh steve jobs said that so i think something like that and um, you, you know, too, what's funny when you talk about those repeat customers is in the last week, and I'm not making this up, I, in the last week, I, gave a, I, I got a job, about a $5,500 house painting job from a guy I just painted for in 2007. He just thought, you know, he called me and it was almost double what I charged him at that time. And I just checked my email before I got on this. And the farthest one back I can remember, I just got an email from a gentleman saying, go ahead. And the first time I painted his house was 1994. So almost wow. 30 years ago, and the price was probably three times, four times more, but they, they know things go up and with the pandemic even more so. But my point is, um, 
they may not keep you working full time, but they fill in those rough spots, having that repeat and referral business. Um, quite honestly, the reason I feel confident that things I'm doing are right and the things that are in my book are right is because I haven't advertised since 2012 and my business still continues to grow. Today, I turn away almost as many jobs as I take. And we only have eight months to paint outside here in Ohio where I'm at in the summer months. And in the eight months, we paint almost 100 houses every year. And I probably could do twice that if I wanted to uh, with no advertising. So that that tells me I'm doing things right. I think you're doing things right, too. If you're able to uh, uh, you know, push away business, you can't take all the business because you, you only have eight months to do it in the year. And you haven't had to advertise in 10 years. So I think that's pretty, pretty remarkable. You know, you have a very successful business and you don't have to spend money on advertising. And then and one thing I, I forgot to mention for you mentioned before, you know, you wanted to watch TV, eat, have a drink and just relax when you get home, you're tired. But you changed to going, checking your, your, your answering machine, see who called call them back. And those things matter. The sooner you call them back, the better. If you, if, if you wait a couple weeks to call them back, you can just lose them. So calling yep. people, you know, potential clients or clients as soon as possible makes them feel valued and important. And I, I don't think we can stress exactly. that enough because here's the thing. You're not the only entrepreneur. You're not the only painter. You're not whatever business. Yep. You're not the only act in town. There are other people, and they can easily go to someone else. You can you can easily mm -hmm. lose. And there's a there's a guy named Ray Hayden. He's a Noah Mark, and he says you keep your wife, your girlfriend, by showing her she's the most important thing. You know, you keep dating her. You show her she's valuable. Same thing with business with your clients. You got to do the same thing with your process, your clients. You got to show them you're as valuable. You want to keep your wife. Make her feel important. Let her know she's the number one person in the world and do it consistently. The same thing you got to do with your clients. If you don't want to lose your clients, you got to treat them the same way. Show them that they're important and they matter to you and you'll never lose them. It, it works the same way because a lot of people, when they feel like they're taken for granted that they don't feel appreciated, they'll leave. They'll go to another person. So, And I'm sure you've covered stuff like that in your book. I do. Uh, I just added, I have a new and improved version just came out. And in it, I talk about why customers leave and what it costs to get someone back or, or to find somebody new. And, and it's huge. And, and the reason most of the, you know, people say, well, the market just changed or this and that. But really, the number one reason people leave, it, not because you raised your prices or they found some, it's usually they started looking because they didn't feel loved by you. And that that's, I think, some stat like 80% of the people leave, leave for that reason because they no longer feel loved. And I even use some examples of some big businesses in my book that just for that very reason, Blockbuster being one of them, because even um, was a family video stuck around for years after they closed. And, uh, and a big reason Toys R Us was another company. I have uh, several of them I talk about in my book, but, but that you're, you're so point on with the things that you're saying. That's a great analogy too, talking about your wife, because that, that is exactly how you have to treat your customers. Like they're not just a friend, but a good friend. Um, if I could, could I share something that I talked about in my book that really fits with what you're saying is there was mm -hmm. a survey done. Of, th there was a survey done of over 300 um, restaurant guests, you know, people just eat at restaurants. Okay. And what it, and what they people, but the, what the survey survey taught them was that people don't tip anymore for fast or uh, quick or prompt service than they do for slow or flawed service. But when the waiter, the wait person uh, touched them on the shoulder, used their first name, gave them a little smile, these, these little acts of apparent friendship, once they did that, it consistently brought bigger tips. 
time after time after time, almost 100% of the time. Uh, and the reason for that is that people, they, they don't look at those as little acts of apparent friendship. They're what they value in a business, especially in a service business. And I thought that was a really telling stat that I wanted to share that with you. All right. And I, that, that makes a lot of sense because uh, by doing those acts, the waiters, they're doing, they're making the people feel important. You know, they touch them on the show mm-hmm. using it. And that's something very important. You call people by their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing one of my mentors taught was when you talk to a prospect, you know, obviously say, you know, say hello, Bill, hello, Mary. And then at the end of the call, make sure you do the same thing. Say it was nice talking to you, Bill, or nice talking to you, Mary. Repeat the name. Because the mm-hmm. name is the most important thing to any person. People love hearing their name mm-hmm. being mentioned. So, yeah, when a waiter or waitress does that, that, that's just so huge. Little things like that will make a big difference. And it really doesn't take a lot of extra effort. So I think that's very important. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. It doesn't take a lot of extra effort, just a little bit. And, and it sets you apart when no one else is doing it, you know? No. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's right. You got to set yourself apart from the competition because people have an issue. They have a problem to be solved, whatever it is. And you got to show them how is it that you're different from anyone, how you're better than everyone, and how it, you're going to make them feel, how everything's going to look after you're done. So all those things make a big difference. And so uh, well, one question I want to ask you in terms of just business, because you've talked about some of the things to show what the things you did well. Now, people, when they become an entrepreneur, regardless of what field in entrepreneurship they go into, what do you think are some of the biggest reasons for failure in entrepreneurship? Because, you know, a lot of people, they'll try for one or two years and they just quit. What do you think is, is, are some of the biggest reasons they don't succeed? I think, and I'm, I'm no expert on this topic, but from what I've seen, I've, I've been in business now for 44 years. And I seen one of the things you just said earlier, they don't take it seriously. You know, they look at it like, I don't have a boss. You know, if I don't want to go out there, I, I, I won't, I don't. And um, that's one thing, just that simple little thing of coming home and returning phone calls. Now, I mean, back then it was so hard for me to do it first, but now I couldn't imagine, you know, I'll come home and my wife will want to say something. I'll say, hang on, I'll get out. I got to go to my office first. And you, you, I can't imagine not doing that now. I've done it for so long, but but I think that's one thing people are, don't want to get out of their comfort zone. But if you want to own the own a business, you do have to do more. And um, sometimes people ask me why my price is what it is. And they'll do the math and they'll say, well, if you could do that in a day, that's uh, that's what, three hundred, four hundred dollars an hour. And you know what I say to them? I say to make to charge less. That's not just for me. That's for me and my entire crew and the pain and all the other things that go into it, the prep work. And for me to do it for less, I might as well just go get what I call a real job. That's what I say to them. I said, that's the cost of owning a business. And, and people that don't do that and don't charge like that don't stick around. So sometimes people just, they can't, they don't charge enough money because they're afraid they're going to lose business, lose the jobs. And you might lose a couple, but, but I found those are the jobs you probably don't want anyways. And, and it wasn't until I figured out how to keep that pipeline full that things really start to change for me because then I was able to raise my prices because I had so much business. It wasn't very risky for me. I, I couldn't work for everyone anyways. And uh, another reason I think that people uh, fail a lot of times is they don't track their, their, what, they don't look at what they're getting, if they're getting the right bang for their buck, let's say for when they're advertising, you gotta be, it's got, you gotta be able to track your sales. You know, how many people are really looking, you know, if it's social uh, networking or, or um, SEO, so, you know, search engine optimization, that, it, 
there, there are ways to track it and, and make sure where they're spending the money is actually returning. You got to at least be able to break even, you know, if not, why are you doing it? And, um, but what I found is there, there are better ways to do it. And it all comes down to connecting. And like you said, you know, to, to stand out in, in a crowd technically with your technical skills, that's tough with, you know, you know, people in my industry, other painters, they can, they know the difference between a good job and a bad job, but most homeowners don't. And, it, and it's hard to stand out technically, but it, with your people skills, you know, instead of technical skills, the people skills there, they can tell the difference. That's where you can stand out. And the best thing about that is it doesn't cost any money to stand out with your people skills like it does to maybe stand out with your technical skills because you you might need to have better equipment or better ads or a better website those all cost money and it's and it's harder to stand out that way um i think that's a, a reason that people fail and a lot of times i think they just give up too soon um i just could i probably should have given up you know for me when i was way back 18 years old but i i knew i could make it work because I, there were people in my industry that were living the life i wanted and my big mistake is i didn't go talk to those people looking back i i, I didn't want anybody else to, i was cocky i didn't want anyone to tell me what to do but i could have taken years off the learning curve if i had just done that and you may ask that question yet but a lot of podcasters ask me if you could go back and see terry beg back in those early years, what is the one thing you'd tell them to change? And I always say, I would say, ask for help. People don't, they'll help you if they're the real deal. Back then, I'm old, that was before the internet. And, and uh, the only people I had to talk to were business owners around me. And that's a competition thing sometimes. But today, you could get on the internet, you can go to chat rooms and talk to anybody in the country or in the world. It's so easy to get help. And there's coaches that are out there. Um, even my course is, is pretty reasonably priced and I guarantee people's success or I'll give them their money back. So there's a lot of opportunities and I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't working towards fitting that in. I just, that seemed like a good place to mention. There are ways to get help out there and they're not as hard as they were back for me in the eighties. This is my 44th year doing this now. Yeah. And, and things have changed a lot the last 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Back in the eighties and the nineties, it was, it was really hard to meet a lot of different people now and very many businesses, you can get clients from all over the world because you, you, know, you have social media, you have Skype, Zoom, you can just talk mm -hmm. to people from all seven continents. So you could just meet so many different people. And like you said, there are many resources out there, videos, YouTube, mm -hmm. a lot of chat rooms, and you can reach out to a lot of coaches and mentors. And I agree, asking for help is it's, it, it is huge because trying to learn these things on your own, could, it can be so frustrating and stressful. It can yeah. take you, it, you can lose a lot of valuable years. A good coach can save you a lot of time and hassle and just get you to success much more quickly and just avoid making the mistakes that they made and um, yeah. it could, could oh that, cut down on the learning. No, I agree. That is so huge. I definitely agree with that. And I agree. People give up way too soon. Napoleon Hill talks mm -hmm. about his book, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, this gives this example of this guy, R.U. Darby and his uncle. They gave up three feet for the gold. They found some gold. They went back to the, to their family, you know, borrowed some money, could buy some more. They did a more digging, got a little more gold. And then eventually the gold stopped. And they dug and dug. And they said, there's no more gold. They gave up. They, told it to, they sold it to a junk man and they left. The junk man called some uh, mining engineer. He did some studies. And according to his calculation, because of a fault line, which they didn't know about, they were just three feet from where more gold was. And then the guy dug three feet later, he got all this gold made, I don't know, probably millions of dollars. And that guy, Darby, and his uncle found out, and they were very upset. Are oh. so you Darby, 
later became a very successful life insurance salesman because he didn't give a win. When a potential project told him no, he would continue. And very often, a lot of those people would say yes to buying insurance. So he became a very successful life insurance sales because he learned from giving up three feet from the gold. And so a lot of times, people don't realize they give up right when success is about to happen for them. So I agree, yeah. don't give up too soon. That is a, a huge part. And people skills, I agree, it's very important. I, I think we've all seen, uh, you've probably seen, I know I've seen some people, I used to sit to myself, you know, this person isn't any smarter than I am, but yet they're more successful than I am. What are they doing differently than I am? And so yeah. some of us, they were taking certain actions. I wasn't. And part of us also, their people skills is very good. They were helping yeah. people. They were showing how much they care about them, and they showed that they were very important to them, that they mattered. And I realized that people skills were better than mine were. So I learned from them to improve my people mm -hmm. skills. So I agree. There are people who are much smarter than you, but you can be much more successful if you have much better people skills than they do. So I agree. People skills are very, very important. And I, I like when you talk about tracking your numbers, you know, how much are you know, you're getting value from these ads, whether it's on Facebook or any, any other kind of media, because if you don't track your numbers, you don't know if the work, the numbers are helping you, if the ads are helping you, or they're, it's a waste of your money because you don't mm -hmm. know what to do. You don't know, should you spend more or should you cut the ads? Because as I saying, mm -hmm. what gets measured gets managed. But if you don't know your numbers, then you're, you're probably not going to have a business after a while. You need to know, you know, is it work doing this? Is it work doing that? Maybe I should switch to this or that. But you don't know if you don't know your numbers. So that's why you need to know how much revenue you're getting from doing this, how much revenue you're getting from doing that. Am I losing money here? Am I making money here? So you need to look at your numbers weekly, daily. And yeah, and, and the most successful people all look at their numbers. They can tell you what they made last week, last month. And they could tell you, and from there, they could they figure out how they can improve their business. And I'm sure that is what you did, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I remember that now, Think and Grow Rich. It's back there in those, those stacks of books back there. And um, that is such a great book. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, it, you, you can't manage it if you don't know what they are. Yeah. yeah no, no, and, and I totally agree. And so if people, so, you know, a person right now is, is trying to get started. He wants to become an entrepreneur. He says, you know, this sounds like a great lifestyle. Um, um, a couple of things I want you to recommend to me. Number one, what they should prepare for, you know, potential pitfalls, obstacles. Because, you know, sometimes people become entrepreneurs. They think it's going to be smooth sailing. They think I'm going to be a millionaire in two months. You know, what should they prepare for, you know, and also, um what are the things they need? Because yeah, you mentioned some of the things, but also you may, may want a few other things. What do you recommend they do? What skills, what activities they need to do to become successful? And also, do you think, um, and that was probably an extra question. Um, do, you, do you think, uh, how important would you say personal development mindset is to becoming successful as an entrepreneur? Uh, it's so funny you mentioned that. Before I get into anything in my book, I talk about the mindset. And I think it's huge. And, and that's where persistence. I also, you know, I say, I'm going to stop saying it's in my book. I'm just going to talk. But, but the one thing that I've learned is skill is really, it's overrated. Steve Jobs said that skill is overrated, but then I continue on and say it's persistence. That's the key. Mm -hmm. And it really is. I mean, I, if I wasn't, wasn't such a diehard entrepreneur, I probably should have given up after all those years, but I'm so glad I kept going. Um, I'm trying to remember now the questions that you asked me. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, no, I'll, I'll repeat. So I'm glad we agree. Uh, mindset, first of all, very important. I think we both agree on that. Um, 
when they get started, what are some of the things they should expect, the good and the bad? Because I think some people, like, they have a, they think everything's going to be smooth sailing and, so, you know, there are some sort of obstacles you have to deal with. And what are the mm-hmm. things they need to do to be successful in their first year? Sure. Um, start, if you already have a regular job, a day job, whatever you want to call it, um, do some research. Don't just quit blind without a plan at all. Make sure you have a plan. If it's in the service industry, start talking to people out there and see you know, who are the players, who are the people that can help you and, and get, get, a, get a leg up. You, you need to go in. You don't want to quit a job and just go right into a business where you have no business at all. You got to have some jobs ready. And, um, and that's so important. Um, some other things to do is um, maybe even run some ads and see what kind of calls you, know, even though you're not ready for business yet, or you couldn't even do them. It, it doesn't hurt to just talk to people. You don't have to tell them it was just a test and just see what's working. Um, it, you can even talk to other. Uh, I think it's a great idea, depending on the business. You know, my my book really is really directed more in the service industry, the home services. And you can talk to people in chat rooms around the country, find out what's working and what's not. And, um, you know, don't wait, maybe hire a coach before you really need one, I think is a good idea and let them know. It's so hard to say um, without knowing exactly what the business is, you know, brick and mortar, maybe it could be a little bit different, but, but I think the idea of spending a little money first to test the market, run some ads, find out who's advertising where and talk to other people that are in the industry, colleagues, they'll help you. And and if you can't find anybody around where you live, that'll help you. Like, like I said, it doesn't hurt to go into chat rooms and uh, almost any question you could ever have. Someone used to always tell me this, um, if someone's probably already asked the question, so just Google it too. It's so easy to do. And uh, as you mentioned, YouTube videos for just about anything that you could think of. And um, uh, again, so the biggest thing I would say is before you take that leap, unless you already have talk to people, get as much research as you can. If you have to spend a little money to try running an ad somewhere, um, whether it be Facebook, I know when I started, it was newspapers and yellow pages. That's all changed so much. And um, I haven't done a whole lot of advertising lately. So it's, I, I really can't speak about that too, very well. I don't think I can be very helpful with that. But there are a lot of sites out there that help people find work. If it's in this home service, there's, there's Porch and, and um, um, oh gosh, now I'm drawing a blank on some of those um, because they're always wanting me to join them, you know, and buy, a, buy an ad. They say, you got all these great re- reviews. Why don't you do this? And um and I tell them I don't need any more work is why it does it. So that would be the biggest thing. I think if you could do some research before you, you take that leap, um, maybe even if you need to get a, a few testimonials, which would help maybe uh, offer your services, whatever that would be to some relatives. And uh, especially if they don't have the same last name as you. So you could get it and tell them, you know, I, I, I need a great testimonial. So after I do this work for you, please give me one. I, I talk about the importance and the power of testimonials in my book. I devoted a whole chapter to that piece. Uh, does that answer your question a little bit? Oh, it does. There's some good things there. Number one, testimonials, I agree, are very important. Get some testimonials from people, especially if they don't have the same last name as you do. And I agree, mm-hmm. do your research. There, there, You have so many tools you didn't have 20 years ago, Google, YouTube, et cetera. You can just you research so many things. So whatever business you want to go into, you can do it. And, and I would say, don't quit your job like you, you alluded to. Keep your job, because I think some people, like, they quit their job, they're going to get started. You may not make money in the beginning. It may take a few months. It may take a year or two. You may be making some money. So if you if you have a mortgage, you have rent to pay. You know you're in big trouble. So I, yep. I think for a lot of people, the best way to do it is 
start part-time. Go do a little bit after work, maybe on the weekends, mm -hmm. and keep your job because you still have that steady income coming in. Do your research and then try it out. Run some ads. Do the things. You know, get, get the coach. I agree. I, I, I cannot stress enough getting that coach because it's going to save you so much time and hassle. It's uh, – it's, I think when you go to a job, even a job, you're going to have someone above your boss going to have to train you. You have to have someone do some training for you, telling the things you need to do differently. And that is so important. Because this thing, you work a regular job, the mindset of an employee is totally different from the mindset of an yeah. entrepreneur. I learned that the hard way. When I became an entrepreneur, I was like, wow, it's, it's totally different. Because I was used to have some, someone, I was used to having someone telling me what to do. Now I had to figure out these things on my own. I didn't have a boss looking over my shoulder. And, and it was easy to procrastinate. That's why I needed to get some accountability, get an accountability partner, get a coach, someone to hold me accountable. So yeah, it's a totally different mindset. You, you, you think that you switch careers and you're like, you're going to do all the things that, that you did before. No, things are going to change. They're going to be a lot more distractions because you don't have a boss mm -hmm. holding you accountable. So definitely there's a huge mindset shift. So you really need to get some, I think accountability partner is very important. So I, I would do the research, run some ads, get the testimonies. All those things are very important because I don't think, I think there are definitely a lot of people who don't do the research. They're just going blindly. Sometimes they quit their job and they're not making money. And they say they got to quit because they had to go back and find the energy. Whereas, um, I think a good frame of mind, a good frame of reference is whatever you're making at your job, say you're making 50,000, make sure at whatever business you're going to, make sure you're making at least that same amount before you quit your first job. So that, mm -hmm. you know, you have, you, you can pay your bills, you can pay your mortgage, you should be making at least the same amount before you quit. I think that's a good frame of reference to use. I think too many people, they make 500 bucks, they say, oh, I'm going to make money. And then sometimes, and you notice in the beginning, you can have your ups and your downs in business. You know, you might have a great month one month, the next month for whatever reason something happens, it goes down. So, um, and you have to be prepared for that. So I think something you have to, you have to make preparations, think long term. So I think that's very important. Um, or, you know, as we're getting toward the end of our interview, there any last minute uh, uh, bits of advice you'd like to share with your audience, you know, about you, about things that, you know, they need to do to become successful, to be, to have a successful business. And any last minute things you'd like to share with our audience? So I, we've, uh, you've asked me some great questions, Victor, and I, I kind of drawn a blank right now, but, but uh, the one thing I say over and over in my book is, is your people skills will speed your success faster than your technical skills. You know, stay persistent. That's the key. And um, great advice. You had some great ideas there too. Um, but yeah, anything you could think of now, it, it's easy to get help. It's easy to get answers. And it wasn't when I started. But if you have that mindset, like you said, that, that you're going to make it work. And that was, I didn't know anything when I started my business. The only thing I had was an, I'll, I will not give up on this attitude. And that was the difference. It really was. And, um, but there's so many other uh, options you have now too. And um, in my course, I developed it for who I was. Uh, 44 years ago, that guy that didn't know what the heck he was doing. And that's, that's who I, I picture as I created this course. And now it's, uh, I think it's really helpful. It's like 25 videos where I'm sitting here in my office, uh, over a hundred page workbook. It's interactive. Plus um, I get on the phone and talk if I need to with people and uh, emails and things like that. So that's awesome. I love it. Don't give up. Be persistent. And you mentioned that several times, and I agree. You have to be persistent. And all the very successful people I've ever listened to, interviewed, read, 
they all come to come back to one of the most important uh, uh, things you need to do is be persistent. Don't give up because failure is temporary. If failure is only permanent when you give up, when you quit, the most successful people don't quit. And if you're persistent and, you know, and then you share that with your life story, um, great things can happen. So be persistent because it, 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 it persistence will, uh, outlast talent it'll outlast so many other things because the most persistent people are usually the most successful so great stuff listen terry it was great having you on the show thank you so much for being on and thank you for sharing your story and for your you know sharing your wisdom i know the audience got a lot out of it so i want to thank you for that and before i let you go terry if people want to get in touch with you what is the best way for them to contact you uh, probably my name terrybeg.com you can connect with me there. Um, but if you're interested in the book, I just wanted to let you know, if you go to Amazon, it's like $14.95 for the book, plus shipping and handling. Well, right now, to um, at, just to celebrate the, the course that we got coming out and the revised edition of my book, I'm giving it away for free. Um, all you pay is shipping and handling. And uh, that's at the4abilities.com. The, that's part of my book is the four abilities. And so it's the, the number four abilities.com if you go there you can down you can uh, order my book and the only cost is just for that having it shipped to you that's awesome so you can go to the four abilities.com you can get a free just pay shipping and handling so okay so go check that out and go to terrybeg.com and your last name is b-e-g-u-e correct yes i know it doesn't look like it sounds and um i'll make sure it's in the show notes Oh, yeah, and I'll put it there in the podcast episode notes so, so people know. Again, thanks so much for being on our show, Terry. It was a pleasure having you on, and have yourself an amazing day. I had a ball, Victor. Thanks for having me. Take All care. Right, you too. Bye-bye. Ready? Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.